0: What's up everyone? Before we get into today's episode, I just want to address what's been going on in the world in the last few weeks. You know, the truth is it hasn't just been going on in the last few weeks, it's been happening forever, but since the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis on May 25th and the subsequent protests that have been taking place against racism and police brutality and racial injustice across not just the United States, but around the world, even here in Tel Aviv, I just want to acknowledge support and say Black Lives Matter. It is also Pride Month and we can't acknowledge pride without recognizing the impact of people of color in the LGBTQIA plus world and how important their existence and representation is you know we've all been hopefully learning so much and having great conversations with people about things like racism and privilege and will continue to do so forever you know and you I just want to say happy Pride month, Black lives fucking matter, Black trans lives matter, and happy Pride everyone. I love you all. Also, I am recording from home now and no longer in the studio where I was in, you know, recording previous episodes. So, bear with me as we work out some of the kinks of recording from home. If you hear any background noise or, you know, using a new mic uh for today's episode. So, you know, hey, Thanks for listening and bearing with me while I sort of work out the kinks of recording from home I really appreciate you guys support and happy pride everyone black lives matter and I love you all. Thanks for listening Let's get into today's episode Welcome to kiss and tel aviv where we put the love in tel aviv I'm your host Margot, and this is tel aviv's first and only dating sex and relationships podcast Welcome back to the show. It has been a while since we recorded i finally got a new podcast mic and with everything going on with corona it was really hard to find a studio to record in so i am currently recording from my studio apartment in tel aviv so if you happen to hear any background noise that is why so please forgive me and bear with me we're doing our best over here at kiss in tel aviv but more importantly in today's episode i am joined by a very very special guest whose accent you guys are going to absolutely love, my dear friend, colleague, and fellow Ola Khadasha, Rebecca. Welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you.
1: Oh my God, it's so fun to be here. I feel like we've been talking about this since like before the podcast and it's an honor to record in Marge's very own 5 meter by 5 meter studio, ladies and gentlemen. It is luxurious up in here. Welcome to Marge's studio. Thank you
0: so much for being here today. Um, Why don't you start off by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how we know each other. Let's get to know Rebecca a little bit.
1: Um, We met on one fateful day, like almost a year ago. No, a bit more than a year ago um, at work. (laughs) Actually, I was like fresh, brand new to the country. And I got this awesome new job and I was like bright eyed and bushy tailed as they say and I turn up on my first day and they're like so this is gonna be your buddy and I was like oh my god yay she looks cool and then she was just a total fucking bitch (laughs) and i was like okay like i've had some shit work body situations before and everyone else was just so exceedingly nice that i was like it's fine i'll just lose this one like get rid of her uh pardon me what does
0: laws mean in in australian can you explain laws
1: it's actually british i got it from my british friends it's like oh, oh you should lose that guy like laws her like get rid okay it's okay. quite good like loz i believe it's the spelled. yeah Um, so anyway, I was sitting there on my first day and I was like setting up my computer for about like five hours because (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, I work in high tech, but I am anything but technical. I can, I can attest to that. That is true. Like I literally just learned three seconds ago that you could turn off the sleep mode on your computer. (laughs) Hot tip guys. Um, yeah, so then I was like, Cool, like I'm getting a bit hungry and I was like waiting for someone to take me to lunch. I don't know, right. maybe my buddy. Perhaps. It was getting to around like 12, 1 and little Marge turns around, she goes, Well, I'm going to the doctor, guys. Bye. And she walks out and I was like
0: <laughs> Me? I would never
1: Cool. So I guess I'll be uh Katie harring it up in the toilet eating lunch alone. Anyway, I was saved by some nice girls who took me to lunch. And then... Um, and are you...
0: How's your relationship with them this day? Just kidding.
1: <laughs> Actually, one of them just died. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then I found out that... She- where was Ma- where was Marge going that was so urgent in the middle of the day? Our friendly little slut here was off to get her a regular STD check. And ladies and gentlemen, my work anniversary is the yearly reminder that she <gasps> is thriving, <laughs> happy, and healthy here in the big city.
0: We are all about safe sex here, and part of that is getting tested. So yes, the truth is I was supposed to take Rebecca to lunch on her first day, and I went to get my STD test. It was negative. Thank you, Maccabi. And yeah, that's how we met. Um, Cool. Great. Yeah,
1: we're big Maccabi fans. So like if you're looking to sponsor a podcast, Maccabi, we are the only sex, dating, and relationships podcast in Tel Aviv. And (laughs) you guys are great at STD checks. So hit us up.
0: Hashtag not sponsored. Thank you, Maccabi. Awesome. Okay, so... That's a little bit about how we know each other. Yes, Rebecca and I are very good friends and we've gotten to know each other really well. Um, As she mentioned, uh, we work at a tech company together. We won't say the name just because I feel like that could be bad for their stock evaluations and overall
1: reputation of the company. Um, But yeah. But yeah, if you're super intrigued, definitely find us on LinkedIn and Instagram (laughs) and um, slide into the DMs
0: great so um now that we've you know sort of had that little anecdote um rebecca why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from how long you've lived in israel all of that good stuff uh, tell me uh,
1: from where you are and uh, why you moved to israel well i'm actually from australia so um the number one question i get from guys is like eh, where you move here there can in australia i'm like mate i haven't seen a kangaroo in 25 fucking years like what do you think is happening down under Um, I moved here because I fucking love this city, always have, and I was bored and wanted an adventure, so I hopped on a plane about a little over a year ago, and I haven't looked back since.
0: Amazing, and Rebecca and I don't live too far from each other, so, you know, if we're not at work together or I'm at her house, you know, crashing for a good old Friday night Shabbat dinner, then I'll hit her up. On Friday, Saturdays, and we'll go to the beach So we're straight up fucking homies And I'm really excited to have you on the show today Because this girl has a lot of insight And oh, before we uh, continue, can you tell us
1: uh, your date of birth? and Not your date of birth, when's your birthday? (laughs) And what's your star sign? Yeah, so my date of birth and social security number is (laughs) as follows Um, I am a Scorpio Careful Scorpio! Scorpio!
0: (laughs) Great. Okay, yeah. uh, Rebecca is definitely a Scorpio. And um, I'm sure we'll find out more uh, about that as she continues to tell stories on today's episode. So, amazing. Cool. So, now that we've gotten to know you, Rebecca, we're going to play a little game that I want to call, Would You Rather, Tit for Tat. Tit for tit. Tit for tit, tat for tat. We're going to play Would You Rather, okay? And the theme of today's Would You Rather is sex and dating locations, okay? So I'm going to ask Rebecca a would-you-rather question, and she's going to ask me one. And you know what? I'm going to let you go first. Let's just get at it. Let's hear your tit-for-tat
1: would-you-rather question. Well, okay. So let me give some context to both of these locations for non-native Tel Avivians. The first is what we call the Tachana Merkazit, which is the central bus station. Which in any city is a little bit grimy, but Tel Aviv takes it to a whole new level. And if you want to know about it, Margo's, Margo's <laughs> YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash MargoTuito. You can check out my
0: video all about it. It's a shameless plug. Continue.
1: It is a truly extraordinary face of place of unprecedented levels of both filth, intrigue, adventure, griminess. And I mean, it has a soft place in my heart, to be honest. Hmm. And the second place is the shook. So the central market also, I think I'm already shook. Are you shooketh enough? Okay, I must speak shooketh. Let's go. So the shook is one thing. But at the end of the day, all the fruits and the vegetables and the rats and just...
0: Wait, what is the shuk, for those of you who don't know, is an outdoor market. It's shuk in Hebrew is outdoor market. So that's what we're talking about.
1: Yes. So at the end of the day, there's just like this residue all over the floor, which we affectionately refer to as shuk juice. (laughs) Much like your household bin juice, but this is like not your average garden variety of filth. No, no. This is like sludge it stinks it's rancid so my question to you oh
0: my gosh oh my gosh okay what is
1: it is would you rather have sex
0: oh my god
1: on the floor of the shuk no. in Shook juice oh my god or in the bathrooms of the tachana Merkazit where you have oh to put god. a little one shekel coin in the gate no. and spin it around like ah! and as it cranks around and you enter And you're like, is there gonna be a dead body in this stall? What's gonna happen? You definitely think you're gonna get murdered. But I mean some people might find that like a bit of a turn-on. Guys, I told
0: you she was a Scorpio. Okay. So it's would I rather have sex in a in the floor of the shook in Shook juice or a Takanamakazit bathroom? Oh my gosh. Okay. Is it with like a dope ass like partner it's like with a really hot guy or like does that is that not part of the question because that could matter interesting
1: i haven't thought about this yeah it's like with it
0: with the person we're both thinking about
1: it's with the person we're both thinking about right oh my god who are you thinking about there's
0: oh okay yeah yeah one particular person okay. yeah all right I'm going to say the bathroom of Tachanah Markazit. <laughs> oh.
1: I mean,
0: are you sur- Are you surprised? Like, I just feel like it would be better. Like, maybe we could just, like, make it work, like, standing up. But, like, if it was at the shuk, like, I feel like, oh, in the juice. And it would get in my hair. And, like, who knows? Like, what's in it? Like, rats maybe could pop out of nowhere. Like, right? I mean, that could happen in Tachanah Markazit, too.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I mean, is there really a big difference between going to the club that's in the bus station and having sex in the bathroom and having sex in the public bathrooms?
0: This girl's got a point. I mean, it's true. It's true. There is a club at the central bus station. So I really don't see any difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, I respect it. I don't know if I agree with that, but I respect it. Oh, okay.
0: So you would choose Shook Juice.
1: Well, the shook is really close to my house, so I could just quickly run home for a shower Mm. and I would definitely not be on the bottom.
0: Oh, hey, she's single. Slide on in. Okay, I guess if you were on top, it would make a a difference. Cool, great. So so now it is my question. It is my turn to ask Rebecca would-you-rather tit-for-tat. So my question to you is, would you rather hook up with a guy who lives in Ramat Gan with his mother in a really, really nice apartment. But every time you go over there, you have to see his mom every single morning after you're, you know, leaving, after you're done and you're leaving. Or a guy who lives by himself in Florentine, but in one of those, like, absolutely disgusting Florentine apartments where, like, It's it's sickening he hasn't done the dishes in like three months and there's cockroaches and like he probably lives on a mattress on the floor but he's like a hot hipster type so like you know you don't have to see his mom but like his bathroom hasn't been cleaned in months and it's easier to leave in the morning
1: who do you take give a time or Florentine go firstly I'd just like to say that I would not be caught dead with either one of these fucking losers I had That's, to choose. I had to choose. So you have to choose. But if I had to choose, Emma, body bait, Simba, ah. la, 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 la. you know what I'm like with a good exit strategy. And I don't want to be caught in Givatayim thinking, like, oh, it's Shabbat. There's no buses. Do I need to get a cab? Is he going to drive me home? Am I going to run into his mom? Plus, I. Fucking hate mama's boys. So, I might go to the um, drug den cockroach infested apartment. And then, even if it's like 4 a.m. and I have to get on my hands and knees and crawl home, you, you best believe I'll be making an exit. <laughs> All
0: right, there you have it. She will take the cockroach infested Florentine apartment. Now, you brought up a very, very, very good point about mama's boys, which is a topic that I really think we should kind of discuss. Um, On the episode today So let's just touch on that for a minute Because, you know, there is a certain type of guy And I think he exists in every culture But I have to admit that here in Tel Aviv And all throughout Israel, to be honest We really do encounter the mama's boys And you've probably dated him yourself Or you know exactly who I'm talking about This is the guy who literally gets boxes of food delivered to him by his mom every single week and he only eats his mom's food and he is just like obsessed with his mom and you know rebecca have you dated a guy like this before
1: like do you know what i'm you know the type like tell us about this guy I know exactly what you mean and I don't know like the cynical side of me wants to think that they bring it up like oh my mom makes the best food and oh my god I love my mom my mom so that you think oh this guy's like into family he's like a nice guy he's not a fuckboy, boy blah 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 and like best case scenario that's what's going on and he's not really that into his mom and he's using it to hoodwink you but unfortunately
0: and that's true you guys that is the best case scenario is that he thinks that that's what you want to hear absolutely right
1: yeah especially i think with like a limb because we come here a lot of us don't have family and like that idea of like instant boyfriend instant friend group instant family is like quite attractive to some girls and, like, I love my mom, but, like, they take it to, like, a new level. Like, it's unattractive. Like, if you're, like, especially if you're dating a guy who's, like, in his 30s and he's got, like, boxes of food from his mom in the fridge and he's like, do you want some kitsits that my mom <laughs> made? Like, no, dude, order Walt like a fucking normal person. Like, what's wrong with you? And, like, yeah, I just find it wildly unattractive.
0: Yeah, and I, I just, I feel like you eventually end up trying to compete with this woman for his attention and affection. And girl, if a guy tells you on a date, like, oh yeah, I love to, my mom, uh, every time I go to her house for uh, Friday night dinner, she's bringing me uh, all the food and uh, it's so nice because I don't have to cook and, uh, you know, I just eat my mom's food all the time. You need to be aware. You need to run. You have found yourself a mama's boy. And no matter what, you are never going to be able to complete with the attention that Ima is giving her prince. So ladies, if you hear that or gentlemen, whatever it may be, you have encountered a mama's boy and it is time
1: to be aware. Also, like this is not scientific, but I'm just going to throw some theories out there. These are the same types of guys who like don't know about sexual health, will ask you not to use a condom and will expect you to basically just replace their mother. They'll send you things like, what are you cooking? Oh, you never cook for me. Hint, hint, hint. Like, yeah, I have a fucking job and friends and a life. And the last thing I'm going to do is stay home on a Friday and fucking make you some couscous and some weird little cabbage rolls because your mama does.
0: Oh, my gosh, you guys, she has such a point. And I think that there's this is such a, a an important thing to bring up because there is kind of this trope of this guy who like is so used to a woman taking care of him, but not necessarily being equal because a mother and a son have a different kind of relationship and it isn't neutral in any way. And yeah, this is the type of female relationship that's modeled to him and look like we're not here to bash on people who are really close with their moms there's nothing inherently wrong with taking you know, kufsot of ochel home from your mom's house on Friday night. But like... But
1: it's bullshit if you're that close to your mom. Take her out for breakfast. Get coffee with her. Sit with her when she's getting her nails done. Okay, yeah, maybe get some food. Everyone likes their mom's food. But it's like this situation where they're like, I'm so close with my mom, but the mom gives everything. And what do they give? A fucking hug? Like... Exactly, exactly. And that's all you're probably going to get from him. Watch,
0: that, watch out because... It is, it is, yeah, it's a servant, uh, you know, mad like type of, mm. of situation. And he's going to expect probably that same kind of treatment from you. So just beware of the mama's boy. Okay, so now that we've covered the mama's boy topic and why mama's boys are sometimes secretly the biggest fuckboys of all, um, the next topic that we wanted to cover in today's episode is body count. And, you know, body count, for those of you... Who don't know uh, refers to the number of people that you have slept with and sometimes this is something that comes up between two people who are dating and let's just sort of get into how to discuss that if you should even discuss it at all why it matters why it doesn't matter spoiler alert and you know what to do when that kind of thing comes up in dating have you had somebody who has asked you early on like what your body count is it sounds like that maybe you may be speaking from a uh, personal experience with that one
1: oh I've been asked on a first date actually you know the guy well you know him you know of him you were like swiping on your tinder and saying like this guy asked me something annoying I can't remember what it was we were like on our friend's rooftop oh my gosh I know exactly who she's talking about yes 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 And I was like, oh my God, I've been on a date with that guy. And you know when a girl describes a guy, he's like, he's a nice guy. Okay, that's one thing, but I was straight up like, he is the most boring motherfucker I've ever had the displeasure of spending like an hour with.
0: Yes, if any of your girlfriends describe a guy, he's really, really nice. And that's the only adjective she can use to describe him. He's boring as fuck. And he's usually like a good on paper guy. Like, he's probably okay, but like... If you really like a guy, you know, you are, t- Rebecca's heard me talk about this, before, like guys I like before, and I'll be like, he's cute, he's funny, I'll use any excuse to bring him up. Like, it's like, if nice is the only thing that you can use to describe a guy, that's usually a bad sign from the get go, right?
1: Yeah. And it's usually like in this tone, like, he's nice, or like, he's nice. But if a girl's like, he's nice, and blah, 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 then like, green light.
0: Or they'll be like, he's nice. Nice. It's almost like they're trying to convince himself. Okay, so this yeah. guy clearly wasn't that nice. Because the thing about nice guys is they're usually not as nice as they pretend to be. Because he asked you how many guys you've slept with on your first date. Like, tell us more about that conversation.
1: I'm like, firstly, let me get out a calculator. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry, mom. I'm joking. Um, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, why do you ask? And he's like, I'm just interested. And I was just like,
0: just interested.
1: I was like, dude, I don't give a Fuck how many girls you slept with. Like, I would actually rather ask you what you're watching on Netflix, which is the worst first date topic in the world.
0: Rick and Morty, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, guys, you've got to stop talking about Rick and Morty on first dates. Please fucking stop. Please stop doing it. On a side note, continue, Rebecca.
1: You know, they're a real loser when they're like, oh, my God, I love to get high and watch Adventure Time on YouTube. You're like, please tell me more about your copious weed addiction and acid trips i mean no judgment but like you're a loser
0: fair fair okay so what did you say to this guy when he asked you your body count on a first date
1: i just pretended like i didn't know like i'd never thought about it before like oh um oh let me i don't know and then he like got the hint that it was like not something you ask but i there was a lot of like me um who like looking around gasping for air i even think the bartender gave me a second look and was like blink twice if you need help
0: yeah we've all been there where we're on a date and we're sitting at the, at the bar
1: and like the bartender's like
0: whether it's a guy or a girl they kind of give you that look like honey are you okay like i can i can help you if, if if you need help yeah um i remember i had an ex who turned out to be an absolute psychopath and he um the major fight that got us to break up was when he asked me how many guys I'd been with. And I told him the number and he without like getting into too much detail, like he, it wasn't a crazy number. He was absolutely outraged. Oh, I should have known, you know what? This was a, this was a guy who brought home fucking boxes of food from his emas every single week from Jerusalem And you know what he told me? He got this huge fight. And this, mind you, I was like, well, what's your body count? And he was like, well, like, hundreds. I did uh, the trip, the Tiula gadol in uh, South America. And I'm like, okay, so it's okay for you to have literally fucked hundreds of people. But I tell you my number, which is far, minuscule compared to yours. And you... Tell me that I should be more like your sister who's literally only had sex with one person her entire life. He literally told me, you should be more like my sister. This is a good woman. This is a I'm like, okay, then you can go sleep with your sister because you're clearly in love with her.
1: I am enraged. Who is this fucking caveman? Like it's 2020 and the double standard is blinding. Like time is up.
0: Also, like. From a guy and a girl's perspective, like it's just really time to stop asking this fucking question altogether because it literally makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. And no good, I repeat, no good can come of knowing the answer
1: to this question. Nahan, Rebecca, right? Nahan, and if you think to yourself or if anyone you know is thinking to themselves, that they're going to ask this question, what you should be thinking instead is what's the number of my therapist?
0: Oh, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, if somebody asks you your number, you give them the number of a therapist because they clearly need help. I love that, Rebecca. See, she's just the best. She's so full of these, uh, these amazing uh, tidbits and nuggets of advice. Um, also, you know, there's a funny uh, sort of saying going around that's like, Um, if a guy tells you a number like if you're stupid enough to have this conversation and you hear a number from a girl you're supposed to multiply it by three so she says three it's actually nine and if it's a guy you're supposed to like divide it by three so if he tells you or something right have you heard
1: that before no I haven't heard that but this reminds me of something like when we were in high school, like amongst my girlfriends, we would be like, how many guys have you hooked up with? And like literally my best friend would be like whipping out a list and it would be like, yeah, like 30 guys, 32 guys. And like she was proud and it was cool. And like no one was like, you're cool because you've gotten in with heaps of guys and you're not cool because you haven't. It was just like verbatim, whatever. And I just feel like this judgment comes in from these like caveman guys and yeah. it's just like... It's just a red flag. Like, why are you wasting your time? It's just it's indicative of so many more problems that are like have uh, like will come up or maybe have come up. It's just like, yeah, that with the box of food from their mom That's a no go. That's a double double, and you're in trouble,
0: and you better get the fuck out if you hear some guy asking you that. Also, like in my opinion, I really don't give a shit if a guy has been with hundreds of people as long as he is not bringing any STDs near me or anything like that. Listen, I've said this in previous episodes with the Fuck Buddy episode, where, you know, sometimes sex, just like anything else, takes practice, and you can only get good at it. If you practice and if you are single in this city after a certain amount of years and you reach a certain age, you and you're sexually active, you're going to end up racking up an amount of partners like it is what it is. And it's not that big of a deal if you're keeping yourself safe and you're protecting yourself, you know. And you care about the community of Tel Aviv and you're using protection and keeping everybody's sexual health. (laughs) It's an ecosystem, people. If You know, we all got to look out for each other. Um, Then I would rather be with a guy who's experienced. Now, I don't mean like some nasty womanizing, you know, guy who is just out there to like womanize. But like, what are you,
1: though? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, but, you know, like, I would rather be with someone who has a lot of experience than someone who doesn't. So, like, why does it matter what the number is? It literally doesn't matter. It literally doesn't, and it shouldn't, but there's a double standard, and yeah. Okay, I remembered what it is. It's if a guy tells you a number, multiply it by three. If a girl tells you a number, no.
1: Other way around. Other way around.
0: If a girl tells you a number, divide it by three. If a guy tells...
1: No, if a girl tells you a number, times it by three. If a yes. guy tells you a number, divide, divide it by it. what? Three. Okay,
0: that is enough math for now. Speaking of conversations between guys and girls, we ha- we heard this conversation when we were sitting at Bouquet Cafe. Shout out Bouquet Cafe, not sponsored, but um, Rebecca and I were sitting at Bouquet, our favorite place for basic bitches, having a little bench, and we overheard this conversation between this girl and this guy. And we, you know, they were speaking English and, you know, as us Americans tend to talk pretty loudly, especially at Bouquet, um, we sort of overheard that she was talking to this guy. We thought they were friends at first and because she was talking about all these dates she had been on and just kind of like, you know, making herself sound like she was super like active in the dating scene and this and that. And then we slowly learned, Rebecca, that they were not, in fact,
1: just friends. I'm going to let you take over from here. So we were just casually eavesdropping, as two people do. And then my ears pricked up when I heard him describing some date that he was on. And then she goes, and this is the kicker. So what is it that you like about her that you didn't like about me when we dated? And we were like, (gasps) oh! And basically, like, it's this type of girl who finds the, it necessary to, like, get closure in a way, but in. Yes, yes. But, like, in not necessarily the most healthy way. But, I mean, I'm kind of in two minds about it. Like, I understand the need to, like, get closure, or, like, everyone thinks it's, like, a good idea to go and get, like, coffee with an ex and, like, catch up and be friends. But, like, is it.
0: Yeah, I I am very much and I have learned this the hard way because I used to be all about closure. And I think closure is fucking bullshit. And this is why I think closure does not come from anybody else. Closure comes from you. You are the one that gives yourself closure. I repeat, you are the one that gives yourself closure. You are the one that decides when you're over it. You are the one that has the control over that situation. It should never come from the outside. If you need closure from the outside and you need a guy to tell you it's over and like all these things, it's, it's, it's an illusion. And you're really, so many girls end up reaching out for closure and really they just want to see the guy again. They're not
1: after closure. They want us to, that's what I think. That, what do you think? Yeah. No, I get that. But sometimes like you think, yeah, you go there under the guise of, of closure, but really you want to see him again, like mm-hmm. not even necessarily to get back with him. You just want to see him. And I feel like that's like a normal feeling to have. But I do think that like sometimes it takes like a few times, like a few more negative experiences And it's like that old saying, like, sometimes you need to burn the bridge to stop you from crossing over it. Because, Mm -hmm. like, there is something nice about leaving things in an amicable way. But then there's always that sort of like, oh, like, could we get back together? Could we be friends situation? And sometimes it's better to just, like, have a bit of anger that helps you move on and, like, burn the bridge. And you're like, I do not need Another example of this guy being a dick to me, of this guy showing me that, like, he literally could not care less about me, like, physically, emotionally, the whole deal. And then you're like, okay, cool. Like, and when you have that thought of maybe I want to hit him up again, like, reach out, you just think, like, of those few extra times that were external to the relationship. And I think it does help you move on a bit. But you have to be willing to be hurt three or four more times.
0: Okay, interesting theory. So I do I do think that there are situations where sometimes you do need to get that direct answer, but I also think that especially like sometimes people need, like they end up hurting their own feelings. They know that the body is dead on arrival, yet they want to stick the final nail in the coffin. It's like, honey, it's dead. You know it. The fact that he hasn't texted you in two weeks is very clear proof of that. And it's like, why do you need to get down and get this guy to like sit with you and coffee and just like talk about it? It's like you're ending up, you're going to end up hurting your own feelings. Like you should know at that point that it's done and you should have the fucking dignity to walk away. And look, I've done it. I sometimes you need to hear it from the horse's mouth directly. And by the horse, I mean the fucking guy who, you know, sometimes you just need him to hear. I'm just not that into you. But I'm just saying that. A lot of times we end up hurting our own feelings when we get closure because we end up hearing those sentences that's like, I'm just not that into the idea of a relationship with you or whatever it might be. And I just don't think that I don't know. I don't personally don't really want to end up hurting my own feelings when it comes to dating. Like, you know, when you know, you know, trust your gut. Closure's an illusion.
1: Yeah, but it's interesting that you brought up that I'm just not that into you, like a classic line. But if someone ever says that to you or you feel like that's the situation, never follow it up with, "But why?" Because it's so personal to that person. And then we have like a friend who just likes to dig in and really know like the intricate details of why this person doesn't want to be in a relationship with them. And like it's not relevant to your life like you need to move on you need to not take this on board and be like well he said i'm to this and he thinks i'm too that like you need to live your life like he's not into you okay someone else might be someone else might not be but like you need to know how to like move on from that
0: yeah and i think that's such good advice like if a guy tells you that's it i don't believe that he should get your friendship in you know as like a consolation prize you know what I mean I think so many times like it's like oh I have this connection with this person but they're just not that but maybe we can be friends and I personally like I am very black and white when it comes to this stuff like if you wronged me you don't get my friendship as you know a takeaway dessert with your meal like that's it check please we're done you know I just I think if you keep a guy around to be what uh, I don't know what do you think
1: yeah, I mean, the whole let's be friends things. Like, they weren't in your life five minutes ago. You don't need them in your life. Like, find friends who are that into you. And also, like, if you're going to ask someone their opinion or have this conversation, you need to listen, okay? Like, it's not like, he told me this, but he's a fuck boy. Like, no, he just said he doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. So take it and move on.
0: Okay, and that is such a good topic to sort of lead into our, you know, this really important thing that Rebecca and I have been talking about this a lot. The true definition of a fuckboy. Now, I've heard this said a lot before and I think it's time to lift the lid and and use this term when appropriate, okay? A fuckboy is not a guy who's just not that into you, okay? Right, Rebecca? What what is the tr- what is a true fuckboy and what isn't a fuckboy? Let's go.
1: A fuckboy is the guy that tells you, um, oh, like, I just want to take things slow. I'm not looking for a relationship right now. But what they mean is I don't want to be in a relationship with you.
0: Correct. And a fuckboy is literally just there to fuck. And I think sometimes we like and it's okay. I don't really think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. But the term fuckboy gets thrown around so much When really it's not a fuckboy, it's just that he's just not that into you. And that's okay. That does not a fuckboy make. A fuckboy is somebody who is literally going to tell you whatever he thinks you want to hear in order to fuck you and then never talk to you again or only hit you up for sex. And just because he's not into you does not make him a fuckboy. We need to we need to clarify this.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you want to hear a classic fuckboy situation? Let's hear it. Okay, so I have this friend who came back from London recently during Corona and she was in Bidud, okay, like isolation for two weeks. And I mean, I'm not gonna do not look into who this is. And he came over like multiple times during Bidood, which like firstly, like whatever, let's put that aside corona whatever okay so then they're seeing each other every day she really likes him and you know we're all like fingers crossed that he's like the real deal he's like i like you too and the second you're out of here they like planned a really fun day and we're like good 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 and i sent her a voice note and i was literally like the second you get out of isolation he's got 72 hours to take you on a real date, or he's a fuck boy which i think is really good advice 70,
0: 72 hours yes that was good good advice
1: it's like the same as like if you give your number to a guy, he's got 72 hours to use it or bah, bah. that
0: write that down right now. That is such good advice. And this is the exact reason why I had Rebecca on the podcast. Continue.
1: Just some live rules with Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so she gets out of isolation and he like met her at the beach one day and then they were meant to go um to like this burger place for dinner and he was like to her oh are you sure you don't want to go somewhere nicer and she was like no i feel like a burger will just go there so the day comes and it's getting to like 5 6 p.m and we all know that feeling when the guy hasn't messaged yep and you're like so she messaged him good and she goes Are we still doing something tonight? Because otherwise I'll make other plans. And he he goes, hey, I think I'm going to work. So he's like um, a waltz driver, like Uber Eats, like food delivery driver. And he he wasn't even like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I know we had plans. I really need to work or I want to make some money. Tonight's a busy night. Like he just brushed over it. And then I was like, that's it. Like, loves him. Like, he's a fuck boy. We're all over it. And I was like, she was like, okay, like, I'm not gonna say, she was like, I'm not gonna say anything, but like, I'll wait for him to ask me out on a proper date. Lo and behold, 11.59 PM comes that evening and she gets the you up text. Uh. And you would think that this is where the story ends. But we all know it is not where it ends somewhere in the middle she accidentally met another friend of mine and they gave each other some awful life advice we're a few days later down the track and she's still talking to this guy right now still right now still like
0: actually probably right now as we
1: as we she thinks that he's some gallant i do not even know valiant gentleman (laughs) whatever the word is (laughs) he's a fuck boy because she went out on thursday night and then afterwards he came back to her place but they didn't have sex which somehow makes him you know like her knight in shining Doesn't armor he, like
0: live in another city so like no wonder he slept over like it was probably more convenient at three in the morning who the fuck wants to drive home right like that's why he stayed over
1: yeah i mean god knows where he lives probably under a bridge because he's a fucking troll <laughs> And like, where? what are we now? (laughs) Fucking Wednesday. And they still haven't gone on a date. And that date is never going to happen. And like, even if it did happen, like, what are you going to talk about?
0: Actually. He's a troll. Literally, you can't date a fuckboy. And I think that is a really great anecdote for us to... You know, understand that is a true definition of a fuckboy. He was only ever after one thing. He said a bunch of things that he thought she wanted to hear, and that is a true definition of a fuckboy, not somebody who's just not that into you. And with that, I think we have blessed the listeners with some brilliant nuggets of australian accented wisdom and I, rebecca it has been such a pleasure to have you on i know for a fact that this is not the last we are going to hear from you on the podcast this has been long long overdue and a long awaited guest and i'm so grateful to have had you on the podcast thank you for coming to Margie's studio today and is there any advice or a quote or just something that you want to leave the listeners with before we sign off
1: yeah, it's been so fun. I can't believe we have finally done this. Um, I'd just like to say, Mr. Paul fuckboy, if you do end up coming out with me and my friends, then um, I'm going to throw hand sanitizer in your eyes. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen for having me on the podcast.
0: I can attest to this because I literally saw her um, throw hand sanitizer at a guy's eyes in uh, Kulioma. That's another story. With that, if you guys want to hear the rest of that story, um, slide into my DMs. Don't forget to follow me over on Instagram. My at is at margot2e2 number two letter e number two two m-a-r-g-o-t-2-e-2 rebecca
1: where can they find you you can find me at the radio epyg every thursday night from 1 to 4 a.m motherfuckers
0: amen thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of kiss and tel aviv and we will catch you on the next one bye